What's going on, everyone? And welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. Today's episode, ooh, I can't wait for you guys to listen, but I gotta set this up right. I'm interviewing Brian Jean-Pierre, entrepreneur, former NFL player, and he's taken Atlanta by storm in the fitness industry. He's gonna tell you about the dream deferred, Langston Hughes style, and how he flipped that motivation and is building a fitness empire. And he's also going to offer an interesting perspective on why he personally doesn't need a lot of money right now. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to Conversations with Ask Ash with Brian Jean-Pierre. Take a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash, season one. And I'm here with Brian Jean-Pierre, and I'm going to have him to introduce himself. We went to the same um, college, the College of William & Mary. And he's had a phenomenal journey from graduating college to the NFL and is now an entrepreneur. So, Brian, please introduce yourself to the audience. Um, Tell everybody what you do and who you serve. Gotcha. Uh, Good evening. Brian Jean-Pierre in the flesh here. Um, I am currently a gym owner, personal trainer slash entrepreneur here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, And I am going into probably about my fourth year. Being in this industry, I've had some ups and downs, um, a lot of skill set that I use from going to college uh, at William Mary, a lot of things I just learned on the streets. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I'm, I'm hoping to bring some value and some insight um, and some transparency about my personal journey uh, in hopes to answer a few questions for people uh, indirectly, as well as uh, give some people some honest opinions about them. Or may not. Well, thank you, Brian, for that introduction. And and what I've really enjoyed about your particular your journey is coming from someone who, you know, football is is a passion of yours, but also seeing this transition from from the NFL to entrepreneurship. Can you tell us about um your path and your journey? What were you initially thinking in terms of making that shift? You know, initially when you know, in my opinion, I, I, wrote, I was I, the book that I was reading w- would have ended me up playing professional football long term, graduating from William Mary, uh, and, and getting picked up, whether that be free agent, whether that be drafted, um, and finding a way to, you know, just tough it out and, and have a long career or a very, you know, good, solid career in, in the NFL. And, you know, it, it's, you know, from the day that I left that, that, that campus, the football path was just nothing but an uphill battle. And, you know, I really built a lot of character in that process. Um, I built a lot of uh, passion and fire inside of me, um, which are a lot of things that I use to this day. And then, um, you know, with that being said, now I'm in an industry where, you know, I'm, I'm directly impacting people. I'm helping people. I'm holding people accountable. You know, I'm bringing something that, in my opinion, at least in Atlanta, I, I, don't, I don't think there's anybody doing what I'm doing. And I don't even mean that from a business standpoint. I mean that from, you know, just overall a person with a personality like me who is very driven. And, you know, I just see red when it comes to what I need out of, you know, this this short time span that we're here on this planet and this earth. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, um, things didn't play out the way that I thought it would. But you know, you know what the, they say, the man upstairs laughs when you when you make plans. So uh, I'm still getting over how the plan that I initially thought was going to be didn't happen. Um, still to this day, I mean, we're talking about 10 years removed from the sport of football. 
And it's still, I wake up still angry. Um, but, um, I've just found a way to channel that and put that in a certain category and in a place where, you know, it, it propels me forward in, in continuing this path that I'm, you know, going down. You know, there's no, there's no trail. You know, I, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. I don't necessarily have circle of entrepreneurs. I don't necessarily have mentors. Um, so please believe I'm in the woods right now with my own machete and just chopping down wood and just figuring out where we're going. Um, and, and it so happens, you know, we, we, we build in a path that, you know, with avenues and platforms like this, that we can let people know like, Hey, yo, he went this way. If y'all want to do go this way, y'all can follow him. But as far as me, I'm the one, you know, I'm getting all the head, you know, all the stuff that comes with chopping the trail down first. So I like what you said about, you know, chopping and creating your own path. But even before that, I think for even even for myself, this aspect of dealing with disappointment um, and when things aren't going your way. Um, and I can even remember for myself, like I, I wanted to go to law school and wanting to be a lawyer and not having all of the things I needed and feeling a sense of what happens when the dream, quote unquote, is not where you saw it to be. So what how did when you made that transition, what was that like when you were like, all right, all right, this path is not necessarily going the way I'm thinking. So you made that decision. What was that? Did you have some sort of system for that? You know, did you seek guidance or did you have something internally that you said, I got to make this switch and pivot? Man, that's a good one, man. The process did not go uh, smooth. You know, when I was uh, initially, let me think how to answer that. Let me think how to answer that. The process did not go smooth. And initially when I wanted to play ball, that was something from my heart. That wasn't something from my head. Exactly. So it's a little different when you're dealing with, um, things just move a little different when you're dealing with your heart versus your head. And that goes in relationships. That goes in, you know, mentorships. That goes in, you know, dealing with girls. That goes in dealing with my parents. That goes in, that goes in dealing with a lot of stuff. So for me, like, I'm still trying to figure out how to move in that arena. Like when I'm thinking with my heart, it's, it's just, I get stuck. When I deal with my head, I make transactions, you know, things for me in my head, black, white. So that's why this business stuff to me, I'm not going to say it's not hard, but I don't take too much time to make decisions on stuff. I assess the scene. I take a look at like the potential. I take a look at the potential fail. Um, and I tend to, I tend to be more risky than I am safe. And then I'll just bust a move. But when it comes to stuff that deals with your heart, you like to make calculated risks. And, you know, in business, you can't do that. So I'm blessed enough that in my business, I don't necessarily run with my heart. I run with my head, but football was one of those things I ran with my heart. And when you run with my, when my, me personally, when I run with my heart, it takes me a long time to realize it's not working. So I'm the guy that will stay in a bad relationship with a female and know it's not working because there's just something about with that conversation between these two, they don't see eye to eye and this guy always be winning. So, um, that being said, that transition from football, man, that, that took a long time. Like I graduated college in 2011. 
And then I didn't get on a football team till 2013, 2014. So I'm walking around the streets with a college degree, a majoring in economics, sociology. Um, I ain't saying I passed that. I, gra- I graduated with flying colors, but shoot, I graduated. Amen. <laughs> from an, uh, you know, from a really good school. Um, and so I, I am with an econ degree and I'm back home in Atlanta and I'm back, you know, kicking it at my parents' crib and I'm back serving tables at a restaurant with a college degree. And what is allowing me to stand through all that stuff is that, like I said, my heart don't care. It's just going to keep going. So because in the sport of football, you get to a certain part with your heart, then the business takes over. Then your head got to take over. So that's why you see a lot of these guys, you know, they get to a certain place where they're making enough money where they ain't got to run with their heart. It's not passion no more. Now it's paycheck. Like, y'all got to pay me. I'm not playing till y'all pay me or little stuff like that. So um, I wasn't, I, I didn't get to that opportunity. So it was just such a blessing for me to ever put a, on an NFL helmet. Like, like that's, that's, like, that's God sent. Like, I can't believe that, like, my dad and my mom was able to walk and see their son. And my parents are immigrants. So they come from, from Haiti, which is a small, you know, thorough country. Like, right. they, don't, they don't see a lot of bread. They don't see a lot of money, stuff like that. So for them to know that they left another country, had offspring, and this child made it all the way to something that one to two percent on this planet make it to. Yo, that's wild. And me, I like to like, I'm still not content with that. And that's why still this day I still got so much fire. Cause it's like, I don't care if one to two percent of the people on this planet don't make it to the NFL. I'm supposed to be the one to two percent that's making a crazy bag in it. But that didn't happen. So um constantly when I wake up, like that's what drives me in all this stuff that I do. So it's not, I can't, I'm going to be very honest. It's not necessarily passion in what I'm doing. That's got me going. It's passion that there was once something that I thought I was supposed to be doing that didn't work. And I ain't never going to let nobody ever tell me that something else I want to do ain't going to work again. So when I continue to work, I'm not doing it for them. I'm not doing it for my parents. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm not doing it to say, this is my brand. I'm not doing it to, necessarily leave a legacy. I'm just simply doing it, just black and white. I'm doing this path and doing it the way that I want to do it simply because there was one point in time in my life that somebody told me I couldn't do something that my heart wanted to do. And I ain't giving nobody no more, no leverage in my life like that. And that's the sport of football. That's That was my opinion on the sport of football. Now it's different for other folks. Some cats getting a check, they getting M's, they exactly. getting Jamaica, <laughs> they in Yacht. For sure, for they sure. Gambos, and I get it. So they, this conversation is totally different with them. But that's cool. You know, this, like we said, this is my path, it's my journey. And that's what the impact of football has had on me. Um, it, it just was, it was, it was, an, it was a relationship that it was the worst relationship I've ever been in. And I never let it go. Right. And so I want to actually go back to that time because when I would see you, because you were, you were training, you were like training for real, for real, like very much like working out. And I remember seeing you do it. I was like, okay, like, like he's going to do it. Like I'm like in the outside in the internet streets, like out here, like he's going to do it. So seeing that and then, but also seeing you build this business, it made to me, 
it made perfect sense of how you transition that because I still see it. But what you just described right there, I see it. I see it in the in the uh, Instagram post. I see it on the website. I see it um, on the emails that I get. And so I want to talk about, and this is really going to be for the person that says, you know, perhaps I have to to pivot and switch. So when you got to that point of like, all right, now it's business, what did you have around you to help build um, your your particular, your fitness business? And tell people too, because this is really a unique space. I've never seen it before. I've never yeah. seen what you're doing before. And you have to explain, give people the breakdown of that because I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so like when I transitioned into, you know, getting into, into what we call to this day misfit or just fitness or just entrepreneurship in its raw early stages, I had nothing around me. And that was the best thing. Like I had a girl that left me. Um, I was living with her, so I didn't have a place to stay. My car, I couldn't afford my car note. So I had to park my car at my parents' house. Um, I was working at, at, at a restaurant. I was borrowing my girl's car. Like I was just in a very bad place. Um, and I say bad, not in the sense that it didn't teach me a lot of lessons, but I say bad in the sense that like where I was, like where I was felt so damn lonely. Like I like dog, I couldn't call my pops cause he was upset. Like there was nobody I could pick up and call wow. to and like, you know, just being very transparent, there's a lot of animosity I still hold to them days from my folks because, you know, you know, side note, like the way that I look at a man or a woman, you know, especially my parents, like the way that I look at a father, your dad's supposed to be your superhero. Like, I don't care who Superman is. I don't care who Batman is. I don't care who you dressed up as Halloween. When it comes to my dad, like I'm supposed to look at my dad and say, that man is like that he's unreal. Like I can't believe like the things that he was able to do or what he did for me. And there was just that small portion of time. And I'm not going to say he a bad person. I'm never going to talk no, no BS on him, but I think there was just a point in time where my, I, I questioned why my father wasn't being my superhero because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Mm. And when you get a son, a son, and you know, I don't even really use race that much, but when you get a son who's, you know, African-American who might not know what to go, they don't always end up in the right place. They don't always go down the right path. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a very intimate area and zone. And I think, I don't know if it was ignorance. I don't know if it was pride. I don't know. If maybe he just didn't know uh, personally, or maybe he didn't feel like it, but that has caused me to become a better man in general. Like even for my clients, like I hold my clients so accountable and I hold them to such a standard that like, I won't let them not be great. If you've not given me a hundred, like it gives me so much anger inside my head when I see you give me 99. And to some people, 99 is amazing, but I need a hundo, man, because if my pops, like had my pops gave me a little bit more, yo B, you can do it. Yo B, don't give up. Yo B, it's good. Like yo B, let's figure something else out. Yo, we always proud of you. Like maybe I wouldn't be so tough on my clients. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know what it, you know what I'm saying right. because that's not how it was I think that man that whole that little gap really hit me man so it's just caused me to teach myself to depend on me now that that thing it works so well in business it works so bad in relationships 
<laughs> you know I mean? Right. Can't nobody do nothing for me. You know what I mean? Because I'm always scared that it ain't going to be done forever. So mm-hmm. I don't want to go back through what I went through back then. Roller coasters and turbulence and one day and you good, then your car get taken, insurance due, your debt. I don't want to go through that no more. So now I've just put my headspace in a place where I just depend on me 24-7. And it works so beautiful in business. So I didn't have anything around back then. And I think that was amazing because it made me a dog when it comes to this stuff. Like when I do this entrepreneur stuff, I'm not playing. I'm not joking. It's not a, it's not fly to me. It's not fancy. It's not trendy. I don't care who does what I do. I'm coming to take food off of who does what I do's plate and put that thing on mine and feed my people. Like that's how I'm coming because it's different while I'm here. I'm not here because it's cool. I'm not here because I wanted to be at first. I'm here because I had to be. And I don't forget that. So every day I wake up, you got to understand, you didn't choose to be here. They told you you had to go through here. So, okay, let me light this thing up. Let me light this thing up on my way through here. Let me go ahead and light it up as I do it. Two, two things I want to to hit on, because you said, you said quite a few things that are powerful, but number one, what is that? routine look like for you every single morning so it's the 24 7 24 8 i depend on me so what does that morning routine look like for you you mean like literally like what that clock looks like what like literally what yeah what what does that morning routine look like for you in terms of like you know and that could be like my first client is you know at this session but here's how i prepare for the day so like um the nights before, like, so typically, like, with what I'm doing, like, I don't get a lot of sleep. And I don't say that to sound cool. I just don't need sleep. Like, God bless me with that, whatever that is, that I can literally run on two hours of sleep. And I can go work 25 hours. Like, it just is it's dope that I got that. So I don't sleep much often. Um, But when I do go to sleep, like, I'll probably go to sleep 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. And my alarm clock goes off at 4. I need to be in the gym by five o'clock because I got my first set of clients and we run in five clients per hour all the way until 1 p.m. So I'm getting that eight to nine hour work shift. There ain't no break. There ain't no lunch. There ain't no takeaway. It's turned up. It's energetic. It's me giving this energy and this passion that you hear to over 45 people between before lunchtime. And when you take on that responsibility as a trainer, you got to know, like, when you wake up in the morning, it's not for you. I don't wake up for me. Right. Because if it was my choice, dog, I'm not waking up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm good. Like, exactly. that's not an ideal morning <laughs> to me. Please believe this. It's not that cool. So I wake up because there are 45 people that go to work and go earn money and go pay taxes and go away from their kids for eight, nine hours or go... Go, go paying off student don't loans and they go grinding. Some of them are in jobs they want to be. Some of them are in jobs they don't want to be. Some of them love what they're doing. Some of them hate what they're doing. Some of them don't know what they're doing, but they found it in their heart and in their mind to say, whatever I'm doing to get these dead presidents, I'm willing to give it to him for him to take me somewhere because I don't know if I can go where he going with. I can go where I want to go without that guy right there. When you getting up, and you know, and that's what people think it. Oh, you're not, you know, you can't play. That. And you can't. you can't. No, no, you can't. 
And it's, it's really something to understand when someone's coming to you to pro, for you to say, all right, I'm here to partner with you in your goals and your journey. It, was that a central part of like your brand when you, when you want people to look at your particular brand is that, is that this is a place where we don't play around, but I'm here to make sure that you get to where you need to be. Yeah, um, I think that developed over time for the community to realize that. I wasn't playing since day one. Now, whether or not I had a dollar in my pocket, lint in my pocket, and I was eating Mickey D's and I had no car, I wasn't playing back then. Now, it might be easier to understand I'm not playing because I got a couple more things around me, a couple more success stories, a couple more magazines, a little more money in the bank account, a little more products. So now when I say I'm not playing, they might think twice like <laughs> He might not be playing. He might not be. <laughs> but before, I wasn't joking. Um, and, and and that's the way of the world. Like, it takes a second for people, to, for people to believe, like, what's going on is really going on. So it it been going on. I've been dead serious. Uh, this brand been dead serious. And everything we do is dead serious. Uh, I work with one, one of my partners who she does the back end of everything and, and helps me out with, with all this stuff. And, you know, me, and it took us a while to mesh. You know, because, you know, she she worked in a, in a facet where she might, they might not they, they might be playing where, they, where she worked. You know, what I mean, it's a it's a corporate business and things can go under the radar, under the rug. You know, and you, I can do it Monday, like things like that. And that's cool because I worked in that realm, too. But then when you work for yourself and then you work for yourself in customer service and then you work in your, for yourself in customer service where 300 people do what you do. Ain't no jokes being played. Everything I touch, everything I see, everything I talk about, it has to come out being pushed out A1. I'm not going cheap on nothing. I'm not cutting no corners. I'm not dropping nothing until it's ready. So when I say I'm not playing, you can tell from the minute you look on a website to the minute you go to my Instagram to the minute you talk to my clients, yeah, whatever he doing, he not playing. So if I'm playing, I'm not going to go here. But if I'm dead serious and I'm tired of playing, then shoot, let me see what he's talking about. You brought up a great point on investment and also this aspect of customer service, because I truly believe that while we have so many fantastic products and services out there, that the operations piece, the piece that centers around the person needs to be of high importance. It needs to be just as equally as fantastic. Now, I know by seeing your your videos of those workouts, first of all, I know I'm going to die, number one, okay? <laughs> but number two, I do know you're not playing around, right? And I can see the care within the facility, within the type of workout, and how people feel coming from that, from your studio. Yeah. So talk about what did the customer service piece, when you were looking at that, what did you want that to be like for individuals to come through your process, to come through, you know, your, your business? Um, man, customer service to me is, it is the most important component in any business or entity or brick and mortar. Like, we don't care. I don't care about money at all because that's going to come. And I'm too young to care about money right now because all I'm going to do is buy five chains, a Lambo truck, six houses. Like I don't need money right now. I need systems. I need residual. 
I need things that allow me to continue to have the fun that I'm having right now for the marathon. Cause I'm not running sprint. I'm not trying to be the pop and do that 30 and then 40. I go ghost and y'all ain't never heard from me again. You're going to have to keep hearing about me until you hit, hit the pavement. So me knowing that I'm not really the money ain't, it ain't time for the money right now. I don't need the money. I'm too immature with the money. Let's focus on the skill set. Let's focus on the consistency. Let's focus on the discipline. This is the skill set that I'm trying to learn right now in my business. That's what Misfits teaching me. It's teaching me how to do what I need to do, be organized, be on point, open multiple businesses, customer service. This company teaching me what to do. So now when I know, A, if I get a team and as we're growing that team, I know how to set them up for success because I do enjoy putting people on. But I don't enjoy putting everybody on. I enjoy putting people on that deserve to be on. If you really serious about that and you willing to, you, you willing to give up everything to be about what you talking about, dog, I want you to win. Cause that's how I was. Now, if you talking about it and you like the fly stuff, you want to roll around with the bread, roll around with the girls and all that, man, that's so temporary. I ain't got time for you. But if you dead serious and you willing to die for that, then I got you. I'm willing to holler at people like that. I feel like I ran off on a tangent. What? No, what you, you no, you were no, you were good. No, you were you're, yeah, no, you were good. But you bring up this good point about the power of teams and having a team around you. What is it that you look for when inside of your hiring, and what makes your particular team so special? Um. Well, my team consists of one, oh. <laughs> so it's me, and then you know, there's another individual. Um, but. Man, with, with that team stuff, what do, what's the expectation? Everything. You got to be willing to do everything. Wipe the toilets. Take out the trash. Stay up all night. You got to be willing to lose sleep. You got to be willing to lose money. You got to be kamikaze. You got to be really about that. It's got to be tattooed on you. That's my teammate. That's my ideal teammate. I'm willing to risk everything for my people. I'm willing to risk everything for my team. But I need teammates like that. If you ain't about that same life, we can work with you. You can you can be a, 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 a you can be staff, but th- this team a little deeper than just this. Is, go do this, go do that. Like anybody that's gonna work with me, I don't want them working for me forever. The people that I'm growing with right now, I'm trying to set them up so that they want at some point understand what it seems like and what it looks like to work for yourself, and they out of here and go do what I did with you. And you go do that on your own and you go, you go bless your kids. You go take care of your people. You know, that to me feels bomb. When I keep somebody up under my umbrella or keep them working for me, I don't know. For some reason, I don't feel right. I don't know why. It's probably just fine. But my intuition says, ah, man, teach them another way. They don't have to go down the same path. Like teach these cats how to do what you're doing. Now, are they all going to have the same skill set? No. Are they all going to have the same passion? No. Are they all going to be upset because they ain't making 10 million from the league? No. But shoot, you're going to be around somebody that did and there's a lot to learn from that. And if you just take 50% of what I can show you in my business, you can work for yourself and make a heck of a living and not ever have to answer to nobody and call them bosses. What I love about that is it's like you have your own within your business. It's like you have your own almost mini university where, you know, you're growing the team, but then you're also teaching them the game and then saying at a certain point, go and fly. So to me, you, you know, you were speaking just a few minutes ago about legacy. 
you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to be 30. And then you seeing me uh, 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 doing this, but then it's 40. And then it's like, where did Brian go? <laughs> when you look at your business and you look at 10 years from now, what, you know, what are you seeing for your, for yourself and your business? I want to hear it. Go ahead. <laughs> Cause you talk about dominating and I, I love that aspect of you are going after it. So what are you seeing? Man, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I don't think it's ever been seen before. I don't, I, I can't even really show you or tell you or put you on. Like I, I can't, that. it's too big. You know what I mean? And I'm not just saying that. And no, I don't have the blueprint of why this will be a humongous thing. But dog, we got this out of the trenches. What? No, this ain't, we didn't get 500,000 and they blessed us. I didn't come from no money. I came from a totally different arena. When we say we about to go, we about to go tear some walls down. It's different. It's different. There's pain behind that. There's passion behind that. There's expectation behind that. So misfit ain't going to be just fitness. Misfit will be legitimate. And, it, and what misfit stands for, the misfit term comes from literally legitimately a misfit, a person that goes against status quo that doesn't necessarily fit into Come on. what the norm is. That's good. So misfit sounds good in training. That's a, that, that's, that's, that's a fraternity. That's a, that's, that's, hey, are you in the Misfit Alliance? Oh, that cool. I'm in LA. Yeah. They have their private fitness studio at this location. Oh, we have access to these, you know, th- these, these, these special meals or we have the access to these special dinners and location and hotels, these rates. We're going to blow this thing up so big. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be real bad. It's going to be a problem. Is that what, that's what you're saying? I swear, I'm trying. I, when I tell you, I, I enjoy when I see that man that creates Tesla. I tell you, I enjoy that man that creates Amazon. When I tell you, they get Zuckerberg. These guys give me so much amp because these kids come and they don't come to make money. They don't come to be buddies. They come to tear up what was there. They come to Netflix blockbuster. They come to Uber taxis. They come to social media billboards and ads and campaigns. They come to leave nothing behind. They come to burn what was there and you never even remember. That's how I'm trying to come. I'm trying to burn whoever thought they was doing what I did and let them know this is the only way to do it from this point over and over. So if you are a fitness brand or your fitness company and you not, you not paying attention to customer service, you signing people to two, three year contracts and riding fine prints. Your trainers aren't certified and up to par. They're not holding their clients accountable. Your clients aren't losing, getting in shape. Yeah. You're going to have to give me that property. You're going to have to give me everything because y'all playing. Y'all got it so good for so long that y'all think y'all can sit back, put your feet up and just be making money and taking advantage of people. So no, no, we coming different. Now. I'm going to create the brand that, that, that gives the people back what they supposed to had, had in the beginning which is ain't no reason you should be going to LA fitness paying $30 and not getting in shape. But they created a business that is built around people not getting in shape. That's where the money is. Cause more people in the gym, not getting in shape. Or there are more people that have memberships that go, don't go to the gym. Oh no, nah. you would misfit. Where are you at? Where, where are you at? You're not in our gym. We're going to cancel your membership. 
We're not going to let you sit up on our payroll. We ain't got no time for you. We don't need your money. You're going to get up out of here. You're not going to have access to what we have access to. So you're going to treat this like you're supposed to treat it because it's a blessing that you're able to do it begin with. But you're around so much propaganda. You're around so many companies and businesses that are in it for the wrong reason. You lose touch of what fitness and health and, and all this stuff really is for. Man, this thing's supposed to keep you alive. You only, you only got so much time here. How dare you build a business that's playing like that? Okay, we'll handle that. We'll come through. It might take five, it might take 10, but all them cats that's sitting back thinking, thinking it's all about the money, yeah, we coming through and we putting all that on fire. And I will be the only brand, unless there are other brands that take what I'm talking about very seriously. We, 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 that's why I say I don't have competition because the guys that's making money ain't worried. They're making money. Okay, cool. There's somebody, Goliath, David Goliath. Cool. David's coming. So that's my tenure plan. It's just to F up. It's just to tear up that industry. Yeah. No, no. I feel you on that. And I, you know, I think one of the things that's so important about when you're setting these types of goals is to have that tunnel vision, right? Of just you, right? Because you are your unique one of one. Tell me as, as we close, um, as we close up, um, what would you give that individual that's either that's in your lane that's like looking to get started uh that you know maybe they've they've tried a couple things and they're sort of like uh how do I kind of get going what sort of um advice would you give them all right what advice am I giving an early starter in the game that wants to get that wants to get busy want to get down you got to make sure you're getting down for the right reasons you mm-hmm. got to make sure that why you even at the door why you trying to sit at the table if I, when I speak to you and I don't understand why you even at the door that I'm at, I'm going to ask you to leave because you're not coming to eat on my table. We're not, I'm, not, I'm not giving plates out. So understand that when you go down, especially this, this entrepreneur thing, because this entrepreneur thing just got cool. It ain't been cool. You know what I mean? It, it, was, it was much cooler to put on a suit and walk down Wall Street and say you work for Goldman and Sachs. It was much cooler to say you're a, 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 a CEO or a CFO for a particular company. It's much cooler to say that you work medical device sales and you're making 200, 300 racks. It was much cooler to say that back. Now it's cool to say I don't work for nobody. Okay. All right. Well, understand that there are people like me in your industry that's not playing with you. So if you don't know what you're doing, how you're doing, where you're going, why you're doing it, and you're not motivated to figure out how it is as much as I am, it's best you walk away from this because I'm going to come get what you eating from and I'm not leaving nothing for you. That's this game of entrepreneurship. That's the game of business. They don't tell you that. They think it's like, oh, yeah, tell me what to do. You know how much advice you can just look up on the Internet and YouTube is free? Why isn't everybody killing this? It's because people ain't got the battery in them that allows them to keep going. And so once you get to a place where you understand that you are taking one of the biggest risks with your life, trying to be an entrepreneur because you do not have health care, you do not have a 401k. You are most likely not putting certain money aside. You most likely are ducking taxes as much as you can and writing everything you possibly can off. You are doing all these things. And at some point, you're going to be 40. You're going to be 45. You're going to be 50. You're going to want to make it married. You're going to have kids. And now you done juggled this game of career for so long that what was cool at 30 
is now the worst decision you could have made for the remaining time of your life. Don't jump into this entrepreneur stuff if you're not willing to live on the streets for it. Don't jump into this fitness game and think, oh, it's cool. I got abs. I got tattoos. Let me continue to do this. Don't get in it for that because you're going to be 45 and 50. And I've met people that have been training for over 20, 30, 40 years and they don't have a pot to piss in and they are upset and they're angry and they are mad. They made that dumb decision by doing this while it was cool at 30 and now they got an answer to the decision they made 20, 30 years later. So if you can tell me coldheartedly, after all that I just said, oh, I'm with this. Well, shoot, hop on this bus, baby. We're ready to go. Anything less than that, don't come over here. Right, absolutely. So, Brian, tell us where we can find you. Where can people um, support you if they're in the area? You know, where can they see you? How do they get involved in, you know, making their lives better in terms of health, in terms of fitness? Yeah. So, um, obviously, the website is a great opportunity to see what this brand carries and what it's about, et cetera, et cetera, which is misfit.com. And that's triple W-M-I-S-C-F-I-T.com. From there, you'll see a lot of, um, you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, different valuable assets that you can apply to your day to daily routine from whether or not if it's meal prep, whether or not if it's supplements, whether or not if it's food, whether or not if it's clothing, whether or not if it's workouts. Um, you know, I'm your one stop shop. If you go anywhere, stop because they ain't going to have everything I got. I made a very big focus on making sure that when clients start with me and they rock with me, you do not need to go anywhere and talk to anybody that does what I do because they didn't spend the time to do what I've done for you. I don't want you thinking no more. I just want you executing from this point moving forward. So um, obviously the website, Instagram, social media, um, you know, my, my IG is Misfit. What is my IG? Misfit, uh, Mr. Misfit, M-R-M-I-S-C-F-I-T.com. I changed it, trying to stay within brand and be consistent. Uh, so I'm on IG. You know, I got a couple of articles floating here on Google so you can kind of get to know my background and the business model and what our vision is, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, uh, it's not too hard to find, you know, more information about me, the brand, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as far as supporting, I mean, we, we got plenty of products that, to be honest, will provide you much more value than the money you're going to send to us. And that's how I like it. I like to have the upper hand. So I always want to give you more than what you're giving me and money's not enough. So, uh, you know, go come get, come get whatever you need from the product and, and understand this thing, this thing, this thing is on fire. And I say that in the most humble way. I don't be trying to stunt. I don't be trying to flex. I don't care about none of that. Cause I don't really care about nobody thinking if I'm stunning, flexing, if they think I'm cool. Um, but this thing is on fire in the, and I don't like, I don't know what's up next, but now, you know, me, me and my partner, we, we working on opening another facility, uh, because the current facility I'm in is too small. Wow. And we in, in 4,500 square feet. Um, and we capped out, man, that thing overflowing. So now we having talks with the property and there's a 10,000 square foot facility that we're working on seeing if it makes sense. Because now what I want to create is a complex where it's called Land of the Misfits. So we're leveling up now. <laughs> so Land of the Misfits is going to be a location where uh, we have our strength and conditioning area 
and independent equipment. So for people that do have LA fitness memberships and stuff like that, you cut those. We, our facility has that. So you don't need to waste your money there no more. Um, we've got boxing, which is going to be provided in the same facility. So looking on seeing if it makes sense to get boxing ring and teaching. And might I add you, I train women only. Like this ain't even like this whole conversation is catered for a female. So like my business ain't talking to these guys. Y'all cool. I, I, I like y'all, but I'm not talking to y'all when I talk about Mr. This is for girls exclusively. I do have men, but the marketing, the branding, the, 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 the message is not for them. It's for my women. So providing them boxing and opportunity to obviously let out aggression, but, but learn a new skill set that's pretty intimidating outside of somebody teaching you that you know that you're comfortable with. Most women ain't going to walk into a boxing gym. They're like, uh, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. It's all these dudes. But they'll come learn to box from me because I built that rapport. And that's the building that consistency. With it. Um, and then obviously uh, the, the the next area over will be, you know, the classes, which I do now, which are the five to six people in a class. And we just get in strength and conditioning um, in, in, you know, high energy hit style, weight and conditioning classes uh, in the facility. Uh, and then looking to also position uh, uh, a distribution center for our clothing. So we start shipping, you know, I'm worldwide. I mean, that, that's the goal, right? So we're work, we're in talks with China and uh, getting our first minimum, our MQ on, on apparel um, and, you know, other things that we have coming that are going to be customized for Misfits. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fire. And the facility that I'm at now, I thought about just getting out of there and just opening another one. But what we're going to do now is we might, we're thinking about the idea of keeping the facility where I'm at and customizing it, making it exclusively our yoga studio. Oh, wow. So now across, literally across, uh, like across the road is the main gym. And then we have our yoga studio right here because I want that feng shui different. You know, sometimes I want you to separate slamming weights and cussing and sweating versus walking in there and tapping in and locking in and releasing the stress and, and reaching and talking to whoever you talk to and, and grasping control of what you need to grasp hold to and, and then get back on these streets. So ain't nobody doing this. What? Ain't nobody doing that. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Uh, I know that my listeners and the wider audience are really going to enjoy uh, your story. Uh, and, and there's so many different nuggets and gems and I'm excited um, for people to tune in and to be able to be, especially those that are in um, the fitness industry that are early or early risers in this and in the game to really kind of get that direction of where they need. So we're going to have Brian's information in the show notes um, so that you can go out and support. And especially if you're in a uh, woman in the Atlanta area, you're definitely going to have to uh, check out uh, Misfit. And so thank you so much, Brian, for being a part of this conversation. And uh, I look forward to supporting your journey. And hopefully when I'm down there, I know where I'm about to go. So I know where I need to be. <laughs> I know where I need to be. Um, so <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you, guys. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Conversations with Ask Ash. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. I also would love to know, what did you like about this episode? So send me a direct message on Instagram at Ashley Schuler underscore. I'd love to know your thoughts. Until next time, I'll see you at the next episode.